Today, in every company, for example, in Microsoft, where I work now, there also we what we are trying to do is every business strategy that comes in from the leadership is being translated into its corresponding analytics version. That was Bidisha Paul, Director of Data and Applied Sciences at Microsoft. She is an analytics leader with extensive experience in marketing and risk analytics. Bidisha has over 14 years of international work experience in multicultural, cross-functional and non-co-located teams. Leadercast is a podcast series by ISB Executive Education. This podcast features prominent business executives who are redefining functions and industries and what it means to lead in an era of accelerated change. Through this podcast, you would gain deeper insights into leadership, business, technology and more in order to stay ahead of competition. Hi Bidisha, it's very nice to have you here for a conversation on customer analytics and look looking forward to this conversation. Same here. Let me start off by understanding customer analytics. What I'm thinking about is traditionally there has been market research which has been studied. We hear a lot of customer analytics, which has um, the buzzwords right now. How are they different and why is it important? See, traditionally market research started with knowing your uh, segments and how to, how to understand that if there is a need for a product or not and doing a product versus customer mapping. But what it was doing basically is using using research before the purchase was happening and providing research uh, questions to the prospective customers and understanding it and more and lot of it was very small data it was not on a scale because you cannot administer a market market research on a scale like today so the big difference that today we see is everything is personalized everything from starting of when you are going to pitch for a product what product you are going to pitch and you know, how you are going to maintain your communication with your customer so everything is very much personalized so in earlier times in the 1990s we didn't have such kind of mechanisms and it was more of a mass market marketing if you see i mean it was not very much individually or even for example it was not there for individual segments also very less got it so is it fair to assume that now because of the personalization we have a large amounts of data that we understand that will help us understand the customers and uh, probably their pain points so that companies are able to businesses are able to address those very well and probably very fast so how do businesses typically use these analytics like do they use them in the data driven decisions at what stages does it come into play Mm-hmm. see this data once collected 
it is being used for descriptive analytics where you understand that you know what what is happening what has already happened and you have a ton of data you are storing that and then today we have a lot of unstructured data coming from social media mainly so it's both structured and unstructured data that you have and then the first step would be that you do some descriptive analytics and try to understand that how is the data connected to each other and what has happened the second part comes when you are doing predictive analytics with the customer data so basically at that point you are trying to predict that okay my customer behaved such and such in the past and now i want to predict that how he will behave in the future and then thirdly comes the prescriptive analytics part where we find the use of mostly the sophisticated ml ai models where we are not only saying that what the customer will do in the future but what we are trying to say is that what we can do to get the customer or to retain the customer so that it so that it says about the action items on our end be it as a retailer or as a telecom industry company or be it any other company like fmcgs or otherwise but the challenge is that you have a lot of data which is coming in and initially our systems were not equipped that much to to deal with such data so there are lot of legacy systems which still exist and it is very difficult to synchronize all the data sets for their consumable format got it it seems like customer analytics is going to give a real advantage competitive advantage for businesses to do much better are there specific industry examples that we can kind of relate to which in your mind would be one very compelling industry that has used customer analytics to the best advantage mm-hmm. so uh, one of the industries where customer analytics is used very hugely is retail industry and i will quote that because i have a chunk of experience working in the retail industry starting from you know working with retailers like ebay or walmart or sam's club so i have seen that uh, there i mean one of the use cases which is used very much uh, often is working on customer lifetime value so apart from the customers like in retail specifically the uh, customer analytics is very much driven or used to be very much driven by recency frequency and monetary value so th- these are the three things that we used to you know understand about a customer so how often the customer comes to buy your product and then what was the last time that your customer came to buy your product which is recency and then how much value of products the customer has bought from you but one of the problems with this rfm model as we say is that it is more of a historical data it is not looking forward so one of the things that people are doing in retail industry is trying to get to know the customer and not only their past but also trying to predict that what the customer will bring to the table in the future which is the customer lifetime value so we say lifetime we will define lifetime as the time the customer will be with your company and then 
we are trying to measure that what the customer will bring to the table apart from the part where the customer has already bought something and has added some value to it so customer lifetime value has lot of intricacies to it and it is kind of a predictive analytics along with descriptive analytics so that is one use case that i have seen it's very tricky to uh, do also because of here you not only try to predict that what the customer will buy but also you have to predict that uh, basically how long the customer will be there with you so it's both a time prediction and you know a value prediction so uh, that is one use case i see i'll say that it is used very often interesting so i think uh, i mean retail is a very compelling industry to look at if you look at you know the current tools technologies that are being used in this space right if i'm in the retail what are the typical tools technologies are they changing like today we hear a lot about open ai large language models also trying to beat search engines and so on so there's there seems to be a lot of you know shift in the way these advances are bringing in would do you also see a change in the way customer analytics will be done yeah you are right so it started with handling big data because a lot of uh, as i said lot of structured unstructured data at a very granular level is coming to the companies now it's made available not only pos data i mean point of sales data but also data like your gps coordinates or your transactions with other retailers or your way of life with other entities every data is coming through and it is very difficult for a company to uh, manage that data so so the one of the biggest challenges that Uh, companies face today is about you know how do you synchronize all the data sources and how do you optimize them and make it ready for usage because the top layer might be ai or ml models which are very sophisticated models but then unless there is a good data it is of no use so there is no data science without data so that is where there are a lot of open uh, source tools or even it started with getting hadoop and it started with uh, having you know big data tools in terms of both storage compute and use usage of tools for uh, modeling purpose for building mlai models so at every stage where we are getting the you know storage compute and for modeling purpose we are having a lot of tools that today we are working on so be it open uh, source tools or be it tools which are licensed so for example we at microsoft we provide a lot of services which are offered to the different businesses through azure and be it you know azure biz apps or a lot of other uh, you know azure adb so those things yes i mean it as it is growing we do have a ton of tools but again it is before we go ahead and start using these tools we have to remember that how these tools would be using data 
and how data privacy and data regulations come in place because if you are using open source tools there is always a chance of data leakage and such things has happened before with companies so which has costed them a lot so that should be taken into account got it i think we are in exciting times where i think the tools platforms technologies i think they continue to advance and rapidly advance so and i also kind of recognize that well tools is one side of the story that might make you very productive but like you said the data becomes extremely crucial right it's like what the insights the quality of insights you get depends on the quality of data so are there any practices that you know we have to use in order to ensure the quality of data ensure that you know the accuracy of the data is there so that businesses are getting the right signals how do we typically deal with it because there's human large volumes of data coming in and uh, i think that probably becomes a very big challenge then so are there practices around this area so there are couple of practices which are used in industry so first one is knowing your data source and knowing your data lineage because there are lot of data which might be available in historical time i mean his in your past and there might be data which is coming through today but unless you are able to link the historical data with your present data you won't be able to make sense of any you know make sense of it but given that there is a discontinuity between historical data and present data in lot of cases so take for example a product was called x and it was sold in your past and now the same product has been renamed as y with some new features and it is now being sold and the you know the old product is now out of out of market so how do you know that x is you no know, x plus something is actually y so there you have to know the about the lineage of the data secondly we should always have a one source of truth for data this is a very common term being used as a single source of truth for data because nowadays we have different sources of the same data right so we have third party companies selling lot of transaction data or alternate data or uh, we have pos data so there are certain data points which you can say that you have a lot of confidence on for example a company's pos data because that is coming through the company's uh, crm system and it is of more uh, you know more trust i can say but then there are other data sources which you might buy from you know third parties or which might come in as different ways so there should be an established definition that which is your source of data or which is your north star so that is the second thing that company should maintain and thirdly there are various sets of sanity checks for data which is very innate to every data analyst or business analyst or data scientist which can be done so we have in our data teams we do have those people who are having that understanding that 
you know what should be the data structure or what should be the data model and how do i link different databases be it structured or unstructured so they are behind the scenes they are actually working on making the data useful to us instead of being a you know pile of junk being stored in my data lake it is them who are making it useful yeah so which means you know you need to have solid data teams in place now uh, again if uh, you look at the business strategy right how does customer analytics you know fit into this overall strategy like how is that life cycle is it something that is very seasonal or is it an ongoing process how does it help the strategy uh, teams kind of use all of the insights that you get from here how do they use them mm-hmm. today in every company for example in microsoft where i work now there also we what we are trying to do is every business strategy that comes in from the leadership is being translated into its corresponding analytics version so how analytics can help in achieving the business strategy and then forming use cases in analytics specific to analytics for getting that business strategy done so for example if say in a b2b kind of uh, structure like in microsoft if we are uh, trying to extend our business to a particular new geography so in that case we we are reaching to customers prospective customers from that geography and we are trying to predict that you know what kind of products will be apt for that particular geography or uh, what kind of you know new products i mean maybe they are already using some of the products but what kind of new products can be launched so it is very much related to your business strategy because if your business strategy was expansion it comes down to you know where to expand and who are my future customers which again is going back to understanding the data whatever existing data you have and trying to build an understanding about your customers about your area about your other perspectives your product and then finding a solution that okay this xyz product is useful for this customer and why don't you you know align your business strategy with your customer needs and then only you can go forward got it so which means there could be several customer analytics initiatives that that businesses can launch is there a way they also measure the roi what would yes, the metrics yes, be yes 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 so uh, there are a lot of initiatives going on and for for example in microsoft context i can say that we uh, have lot of initiatives in the form of workshops or meetings or specialized trainings for our customer which are used to boost sales and which are used to understand the customer problems going forward because say suppose there is a microsoft relationship with a client say it is walmart and then walmart is buying azure license and adb and stuff from uh, microsoft uh, 
so there if we are not having workshops or if we are not having continuous meetings we won't know that what is the pain point of the customer and what kind of solution is required there so that we can customize that solution for them so in order to that uh, do that there are a lot of interventions which occur like workshops as i said and we do measure the uh, impact of those interventions again going back to typical data science models there are a lot of models which can be used in such cases like a pre post or knowing to uh, test control or those kind of uh, frameworks nowadays especially we are using causal models because those are more accurate and more high end models which actually give you the incremental impact of your uh, of your initiative so that is something which which is done very frequently and then once that is done for all the initiatives you know that what works with the customer and what doesn't work with the customer so after that you can streamline your customer interaction process fantastic i think uh, uh, would you like to give a message to how the customer analytics you know folks should actually go after the problems they face today and with the growing technologies yeah uh, well maybe it looks like counterintuitive but what i'll say is that instead of uh, models and instead of sophisticated um, ai and all all those things first focus on the data first focus on understanding the data and from that ground level build up your understanding and then go to ai models or ml models because i think the most easiest part of this entire process is actually developing ml model or ai model once you have all the other things sorted but uh, but then because that comes downstream once you know if something goes wrong it is really very difficult to go back and uh, correct things so you start with the right thing right understanding right basics and then go forward you can always uh, do a you know another iteration at the downstream process but you cannot go back and change the entire uh, data stream if it is wrong so that is that would be my two cents in this entire thing fantastic it was lovely talking to you vidisha on you. this topic thank you so much and uh, and for someone who did not know anything about customer analytics i think you know i hope that talks that about how important thank this is thank you so much thank you thank you so much bye bye